0: Welcome to SLP Happy Hour.
1: We are a podcast that discusses the reality of being a working SLP with a dash of an SLP happy hour thrown in.
0: Our goal is to help you find more happiness in your life and career. In today's episode, we'll be sharing happiness tips, tricks, and a few things that are detracting from our own happiness and what we're doing about it. We'll also share a few lazy lessons that we love using when things get busy. I'm Sarah. And I'm Sari.
1: And before we get started, we wanted to share a podcast review. Do you enjoy listening to our podcast? We hope so. (laughs) (laughs) Have you learned something new from us? We also hope so. You can send us a huge thank you by sending a podcast review our way. It helps us connect with new listeners, and we would love to share our message with more SLPs. So this review is from SLP Shea, who says, This podcast is a balance of fun, practical tips, and self care. If you are at all interested in the field of speech language pathology,
0: this podcast is for you. Thank you, SLP Shay. And if you're listening, we would love to send you a thank you card in the mail. Uh, so get us your mailing address and send it to slphappyhour at gmail.com, SLP Shay, and we will send you a hand lettered card of thanks to show our appreciation. So thank you, Shay.
1: All right, let's get started with our first segment, which is what's up, what's down. And in this segment, we are going to share what's going well and one thing that is maybe not going so well. And we usually take turns and this time, what's up is me and what's down is going to be you. And we usually start with what's what's down down, and then
0: end with the what's up. So you are first, Sarah. Okay, I got you. Okay. So let's see. So what's down is just something that's detracting from our happiness or something that's not going well in our lives or something we're sort of problem solving through. So for me, that would be, and I I hate to admit this, but emotional eating, which is maybe it's not that unusual. Do you think it is, Sarah? Okay. 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 I don't know if people are going to listen and be like, oh my gosh. (laughs) Uh, okay. So for me, uh, I'm going through a, just a super stressful time right now. Um, So I'll eat like super good. And then like about 3 p.m. I will just like turn into a velociraptor of death and like destroy my kitchen. So I'm trying to uh, like, I don't know, some ideas I have are like, could I drink some green tea or take a walk? Or could I eat something that's like still like, I'm a sweets person, like that's still sweet without eating like, everything that's sweet in my entire kitchen so um also if you have if you're listening and you're like ah i totally have this tip or trick for like when you feel stressed and then you get off work and then you like eat everything in your entire kitchen including the silverware (laughs) um i would love it if you would let me know like i actually am super interested in like any tips tricks or hacks or whatever works for you so um you can go to slphappyhour.com forward slash contact or just go to our web our web page and you'll see there how to get in touch and let me know uh what you try when you just have bouts where you turn into the hungry velociraptor of death. Mm. Um, Is there like a certain like snack that you
1: particularly go to? Do you say sweets? Anything sweet. Mm. I think that because I'm the same and I, and sugar is so addictive. Yes. So it's, it's such a downward. And it's so comforting too, right? When you're stressed. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, For me, the gateway (laughs) drug, if you will, is ice cream. And the instant we buy a carton of ice cream, and I have that first bowl. It's like I become addicted and I want that bowl of ice cream every evening. And I will buy, like, I'll continue to buy it and feed the beast for a little while. And then it just gets worse. I want more sweet things. And so I I, uh, I have
0: to draw the line. But it's, yeah, no, nope.
1: mm-hmm. it's it's the same thing.
0: So for you, you're saying, like, just don't have it in the house. That yeah. helps you. That's like yeah. the trick is, like, don't rely on your self-control. You won't have it. You'll get stressed. But do not have yeah. it. Yeah, don't, don't have money. it in the house. Um,
1: if it's hard at first, but then uh, once you get into the routine it's not so bad. But <laughs> with the moment you let that stuff in your house, like it gets, the cycle starts all over
0: again. <sighs> okay, I'm gonna try that. We both sighed at the same time, that was hilarious. Okay, I'm gonna try that. And it what's really funny is like in my mind, Sari, you're like so fit and healthy oh and you would never emotionally eat. Oh my gosh. And I'm like Thank you, but no. <laughs> That's my view of you. So Uh, I, I mean, I'm not like, yay. you struggle with this too, but I, I am kind of like, oh, okay. Okay. I don't feel so embarrassed to talk about it. So if you're listening and you have tips, let us know. Mm -hmm. And, um, otherwise, Sarah, you're going to bring us up out of, bring us out of the kitchen (laughs) into the wide world of happiness. Okay. What have you got?
1: Well, I don't really have, it's kind of like a minor what's up, but this time last year I was talking about how one of my goals for last summer was to redo, the front yard of my house and the pots at the front of my house and I am happy to say this is my what's up is all everything still looks amazing I redid it last summer and my front pots the flowers that I planted last year have come back and they're blooming and I feel like the neighbors are jealous (laughs) I see them walk by my house and they're checking it out and pointing at my pots and I feel so proud because it looks pretty good but I'm very happy
0: with it and very happy being outside and enjoying it you're on it. That's awesome. Um, so that's that's one uh, goal that I know you had for 2019 because mm-hmm. you've been talking about you know you've been talking about your garden and your pots, right? Yeah. Uh, so you've you've met not that garden. Goal. I can't say garden. <laughs> my my uh, front yard. Yes. Yeah. Your yard. Mm-hmm. Uh. So. That actually transitions perfectly to this next segment, which is maybe not going to paint at least me personally in an excellent light um, because we are checking back with our 2019 goals. So Mm -hmm. it's really important for us um, to you know be honest about you know when we make goals to increase our happiness spend more time with our community spend less time at work all of these things that we're actually doing them and we want to share our struggles in real time but also our wins in real time so we wanted to check back I don't know if you're like slightly nervous about it sorry but I am like our 2019 goals how we've done because some some for me are good and some are not So we're not even close.
1: You know, I was nervous when you said we were going to do this segment because I was like, oh my gosh, I don't think I've met any of them. But when I read back through it, I've actually met the majority. So I I feel pretty good. But some of the ones I'm a little ashamed that I didn't meet, but I'll, I'll share what they were. So my 10 goals for 2019 was number one, get into a routine of leaving work earlier. And um, right now, it's the end of the school year. And yes, I am leaving work earlier but the rest of the school year, this is a total failure. So um, I can't honestly say that I met that goal until this week.
0: Okay, I have a que- okay, I have some follow-up questions for that because uh-huh. I think it's totally this is this is a good one because you stay you stay real late, right Yeah I, well, um, I have before yeah yeah uh, let's see. So what is your plan like what is your plan that helps get you out of the door on time? And like, what does work for you? Uh, I don't know, because
1: I've tried different things, like mm-hmm. having alarms, having Dan call or having plans, and none of them really seem to work because I'm more motivated to have the peace of mind that work is ready to go the next mm-hmm. week. So I guess I guess part of the problem is, is my mindset and, and not being mentally ready to leave work because I know that I'm going to be distracted by it when I'm not at work. So I don't think leaving work would solve the problem. I think getting the work done would solve the problem. So it's, it's kind of a catch 22.
0: Right. Cause you want things to be wrapped up and um, semi-prepared for the next day so mm-hmm. that you feel good leaving. So you can have a deep sleep at night. So you can feel good going into work the mm-hmm. next day. So to me, that's less like I'm going to leave right at this time and maybe more like I'm going to streamline my lesson planning.
1: Yeah, and actually that's probably what has helped me towards the Mm, end mm -hmm. of the year is kind of troubleshooting some of my processes with what I was doing, and that does help. And
0: it's already helped. Mm -hmm. And I do notice, like, you text me earlier. Like,
1: yeah, I want to give you some credit,
0: but usually when you get (laughs) off work you'll send me a video message or text me. And I have actually noticed the past several weeks they have been been earlier. earlier. So you give yourself credit for that. Um, So part of... Not staying too late and being happier at work is your next goal. Mm -hmm. So what do you have next for us?
1: So number two is to say a hard no without a buffer. And I... I What does that
0: mean to you first?
1: What is that? Like turning down like a task or something that that maybe I shouldn't be doing. And um, I I just... I can't think of a time where I've had to Hmm. since I made that goal. Um, So... That is something I have in the back of my head as still being a goal, Um, but I I don't know if I've met that. But I don't know if I've necessarily had an opportunity to meet that goal.
0: Have you had an opportunity to say no that you've delayed? Because I know part of that was you wanted to say no right away, right? Yeah, and not buffer it, but also like say it right away.
1: Yeah, I think before I made that goal, I I did. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but since post. Post that goal, I don't think I've had an opportunity for it. Okay. But I, I will keep you guys updated and shout loud and proud when I do do it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Number three was to finish reading the Lord of the Rings series to my husband. We did. And he... now uh, we're starting on Harry Potter. Oh, so good. <laughs> so good. My husband is like, this one's a lot easier to
0: understand. <laughs> I actually have not read Lord of the Rings. I know it's a huge... And it's one of your favorites, but I read Harry Potter for the first time just a couple years ago and it's so good. Yeah. Yeah. They're fun. So, and then the, so we met
1: that one. So that's good. Number four was how, learn how to use a new podcast editing software and streamline editing for this podcast. And I would say yes, because we used a different software called Zencaster with our interviews and it definitely made the editing process a lot easier. If you guys have any questions about that, feel free to email because uh, we learned that from another podcaster, mm-hmm. and we're happy to spread that if it will help others out. Mm-hmm. Um, number five, get outside more. Yes, uh, we. my husband and I have started this routine of taking evening walks, and that alone has made me get outside more. What I meant when I made that, I think, was I wanted to do more hikes and more like kayaking, kayaking. Said, yeah. but... This is like a step in the right direction and I am so much happier just with this little routine of being outside more with that. Uh, six, establish a regular skincare routine. Uh did not meet that one. Okay. Just because I, I'm not consistent with it. I don't think I found like a care system that I am 100% happy with. So,
0: And does that just mean you're going to wash your face every day? No, what?
1: that's like the whole like face mask, moisturizer, the whole, a whole skincare routine of like involving products and uh, getting into a routine with that. Nope. Don't have not gotten consistent with that. Um, hosting a friend brunch. I have a group of friends that does a brunch and this will happen this summer. It's kind of dependent on this one member of my group of friends who lives in Arizona and when she comes Mm -hmm. back to visit. So that will happen. It hasn't yet. Lose 10 pounds, uh, nope, that did not happen. I don't want to talk about it. For me either. Just (laughs) full disclosure. Uh, Number nine was to get more sleep. And right now I'm generally doing better. Some nights are still a struggle, but I think that's true for anyone. And that's not necessarily because of work. There's been some personal things that have gone on that (laughs) have affected sleep at times. But uh, you can't win them all, right? But generally, I think I'm doing better. And last, uh, the last goal for 2019 was to spend more time with family. And I would say yes, that I have met that one and prioritize that more. So that one feels good to say yes to.
0: Awesome. If you're a private practice SLP like me, you know you need practice management software. And that's where one of our sponsors for today comes in. Fusion Web Clinic is an all-in-one practice management software designed specifically for pediatric speech therapists, physical therapists, and occupational therapists who need to save time and streamline their practice. With unlimited customer support, free onboarding, and an ever-growing set of features. Thousands of therapists across the country use Fusion every day to treat their clients. To learn more and check out Fusion's library of free resources, visit them online at fusionwebclinic.com slash slphappyhour. As speech-language pathologists, we depend upon good research
1: to serve our clients well. We strive to use evidence-based practice, but how much time do we really have to search for new evidence? Reading research articles is time-consuming. Let the Informed SLP save you time by finding the research for you. They search all of the top speech-language pathology journals each month looking for the articles that are highly relevant to your daily practice. They provide you with plain-language summaries of the most clinically applicable research. It's how smart SLPs do EBP. Join the Informed SLP at theinformedslp.com slash slphappyhour and enter coupon code SLP happy hour at checkout for 50% off of your first three months. Okay, so now it's your turn, Sarah. How did you do with your 2019 goals?
0: All right, so we've got um, mixed here and there. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one, figure out a system for consistent, streamlined income for the podcast. So, my goal here is just that we can pay our own expenses because. Um, year zero to year one, uh, was a lot of spending, you know, our own money on just regular podcast expenses. Mm -hmm. And so again, it's not like, oh, I want to get rich from the podcast, but I'm like, I would like podcast advertising to pay for the expenses of the podcast so we can at least like break even, um, that goal has been met. So that's pretty exciting. Um, and we're sort of paying, paying ourselves back for that first year, um, as well. Um, A June field trip to Phoenix, Arizona. We wanted to meet Sarah and Lisa from SLP toolkit and from beautiful speech life and Marisha from SLP now and record some episodes and Mm -hmm. meet some awesome people. Um, For that, honestly, it's just the money to do it. Like I'm really bummed. We're not doing that this summer, but I don't know how to afford it right now. Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping like, Maybe we can go in the winter. Maybe we can go in the spring. I'm, I'm still hoping it's something that we do. But right now, I'm going to be just super honest. It's not something that I can personally afford. So mm-hmm. that is delayed, but it might still get done in 2019, yeah. right? Yep. It's something I really want to do. And I was really disappointed when we couldn't make it happen for the summer. Um, number three was organizing my pantry. So this is actually a funny story. Um, Pretty much the day we recorded that podcast where I said that, I never even mentioned it to my husband. We were here in my office recording the podcast. I came home and my husband had cleaned out our entire pantry. (laughs) Well done, Alex. So I did nothing. Wow. Um, And I hadn't mentioned it to him, which is like, is there some sort of like mind reading that happens? (laughs) He's just in in tune to your needs. (laughs) So it immediately happened. I do not take... Any credit for that and um, figure out MailChimp for email newsletter. Um, MailChimp is free if you have less than a thousand subscribers, but it's, it's tricky to use. So I am not there yet. I, I haven't, there's a lot on there. I would like to do like segmenting my list. So for example, one example of that is like, if you're interested in self care, here's a self-care only list that I'll mm. send things out to. I just have one list. Um, I I still haven't figured out how to do it. I, I have definitely put in the effort to try to figure it out, but it is not intuitive to me, um, and I'm still struggling, but there's still time. Um, number five, dye my hair. I did it. You did. I did it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now I'm like, why did I wait and feel so awful about it so I turned another year older my entire top layer of hair turned gray and I was like oh I don't know if I want to keep it up oh I don't know if I should just accept it and like I just read way too much into it so one day I just went I dyed it I think it looks great it does I know someone personally who does hair and I completely trust her she did a great job. and even, like, the the grays that kind of, like, poke straight out of your head, like, they lay flat now. So I'm just like, why did I make that such a big deal? <laughs> I just do it. Um, so that is a success. Um, not to say you have to dye your hair. I'm super open to either way. It was just for me it was something that I wanted to do. But I was delaying, I think, maybe because it's expensive, maybe because I was worried, like, uh, should I just accept the fact that I'm getting older right and my hair is gray uh okay so number six is to read fiction and um I have been I've been reading a bit about um like just stress research and there's a lot of power in fiction especially immersive fiction where you just feel like you're you know right there in the book with the people like your example of Harry Potter and Lord <laughs> of the Rings. um And I have been definitely doing that more. And I do notice reading fiction versus, I was reading a lot of marketing books and business books. But the problem with those is it's always like, it's telling you to do something, right? Mm -hmm. Anything that's like, even even on the self-help, not necessarily the self-help genre, but that's, you know, close to that. It's like, you should do this, then you should do this. And it's kind of telling you what to do and how to change. And I just started to realize like, There wasn't a lot of self-acceptance there, and it was just making me have more things on my to-do list. Mm. So I've definitely been reading more fiction. Um, Figure out digestive issues. I was having tons of stomach aches. Um, I actually made some diet changes to kind of, I mean, this is a super hippie term, like heal my gut, but to feel better. And now I can pretty much eat any food group and be fine. So that was good. Um, have a monthly dinner out with friends. I would say it's every other month, but even just this week I went out with friends. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's going well. Spending less time on my phone, specifically social media. No. Sari and I just had lunch. We talked about this. Yeah. And you're going to help me. (laughs)
1: But you do think you're, I I mean, do you feel like you're getting
0: better from where you were at this point? Oh, yes. yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think so too. Okay. Yes. Um, and I do have, uh certain amount of time that I spend on social media, and when the timer goes off, I stop. And that is something that I implemented just because I don't want to mindlessly scroll. I want to look through my feed and be engaged. Mm-hmm. And then when that amount of time is up, I want to stop and then live the rest of my life. So, ha, thanks for giving me credit for that one. <laughs> um, number 10, get my evenings back. Uh, working lots of evenings, I would say no. Um, but... I would say I am working really hard to ask for and get more support so that I'm not by myself doing everything. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm really, you know, taking some actionable steps to get that help and support. And so that one is not met, but in progress. Right. So that's my, those are my 10. Okay. Okay. So we often do
1: these types of uh, self-care practice type things where we write goals, but uh, sometimes we don't always follow up and let you guys know how Mm -hmm. we did. So we wanted to take that time to check in and let everyone know realistically how we did on those goals and where we're at. So I hope uh, you guys are meeting some of your goals for 2019 and checking back on your own goals to see where you're at and how you're doing. And with that, we are going to go to our next segment, which is going to be a response to a listener question that is what is in your toolbox of strategies to get through
0: really stressful times? Great question. Okay. And we're both going to um, answer this one. So Sari, be thinking of what you want to share. Okay. Um, so this is uh, one thing that I've shared on the podcast um, before that right, right around when um, we started this podcast, um, my father passed away. So it was a super difficult and complex times. So something that I adopted at that time was specifically around gratitude and sleep that really helped me, which is um, if I'm having a really stressful uh, period of life before I go to bed, kind of while I'm laying in bed, I'll think of 10 things that I'm grateful for or or that went well during that day. It can be anything I want. And the idea was just to sort of get my get my mind right before I went to sleep, get my brain in a good place mm-hmm. um, to, even though things were really hard, try to think about, you know, even when, even when things are generally hard, there was usually 10 things I could think of, even if they seemed so, so small to me at the time that I could be thankful for. So that's, I would say that's my number one tool in my toolbox for stressful times is um, just that right-before-bed gratitude. Uh, no one told me to do it. I just started doing it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but that's been helpful, and it's something that I've actually been using um, the past couple weeks as well.
1: Um, for me, I, th- I think things that I've done that are in my toolbox – Again, same as Sarah, I think they're just things that I figured out work for me. And uh, I know when I am stressed, I I tend to clean because cleaning makes me feel better because I I am the type of person that needs a physical activity where I'm moving and doing things with my hands to feel better, but depending on what the situation is. Um, And then I'm also the type of person who needs someone else to help distract me. So I'm not sitting doing nothing and focusing and and kind of wallowing in whatever it is that's bothering me so one of the things that I've learned helps me is some sort of activity with my husband or with friends and a lot of times for me if if it's a weekday it's coming home and making my husband play a game of cribbage or something with me it's an activity that's stimulating that is involving this communication between the two of us and it's going to distract me from that and make me feel better and feel connected and Um, it's just an automatic good, uh, stimulant, I guess,
0: for distracting you from these negative feelings that are going on. Right. So your goal is like, okay, I've been thinking about this enough. Mm -hmm. I need to set it aside. I need Mm -hmm. to be distracted. I need to have a pleasant experience. And so let's do something to, um, kind of remind, remind myself that like, this isn't all there is to life, right? Mm -hmm. There's more going on in my life than just this really hard thing. Exactly. That's really wise. Um, all right. Next up, we've just got lots of segments today. Next up, we're going to um, talk about a lazy lesson, mm-hmm. um, something that we are doing in our speech rooms this week that's easy, that's simple, that requires minimal prep and where you don't have to buy anything. So um, I'll start really quickly with mine. It's something I've been doing for my students who are working on Phonology or articulation, and all it involves is just one soft pom pom, but you could use a sticky note, a piece of construction paper, whatever. And that is, um, I'm realizing a lot of my students really need uh, the awareness. So if we're um, moving on, especially from the word level and um, children need to self-discriminate more, they need to know where in that word their sound is. So as they say their sound, they'll have to touch the pom-pom. So an example is if we were working on final F and the word was draft, they would say draft. And then as they made their F sound, touch that pom-pom. And I think that a lot of times, um, with me at least, I think that when that sound awareness aspect is not present in my therapy, which certainly happens plenty of times, uh, the progress I see isn't as good. Mm -hmm. So it's almost a visual cue for me to say, hey, we're going to do this. But it's also a super easy way to incorporate something, um, kind of a visual cue for my students to increase their awareness of where the sound is in the word so that once we get to phrases and sentences and so on, and once we get to really uh, working on that self-discrimination piece, they have a nice firm foundation. Mm, I love that. Uh, mine is
1: an Arctic lesson idea, and it's super lazy. I And I admit that I... I've, I have used this this week, but it was totally like, I went to my lesson plans, which I usually have written or typed out and printed out, and I realized that this one group I just skipped. Uh, but it was an Arctic group, so I wasn't too worried about it. I went to my supply closet, and I saw this tub of blocks. And I just grabbed it and went to the table, and the kids came in, and I said, today we're going to race to see who can get the highest stack of blocks. And we, we played a game where we tried to think of words in a category that had our sound. But you could just do, depending on the age level, just think of words that have your sound. And have them stack blocks for however many they can think of. And it was great. They loved it. And I've also done something similar with Play-Doh. But it's they practice their sounds and I have each kid has a little thing of Play-Doh and I just give them a little piece of the Play-Doh. And I've seen other SLPs have the smash bats mm-hmm. where they give them the Play-Doh and they get to smash it. But mm-hmm. it's also nice to use that because they have something to play with in their hands and they're more focused. Especially for a group where they need to
0: take turns and mm-hmm. they get bored when it's not their turn. right mm-hmm. So there are two lessons that you can use right now for your articulation um, students or any students working on sounds. Those really are just, I feel like those are the classic lazy lessons, like use what you've got. So we just have time for one more segment today. So we wanted to share with you our lesson gone wrong segment. So this is the segment where we talk about a lesson that we had planned. We had the highest hopes for And our highest hopes came crashing to the ground, (laughs) Um, mainly because I think, uh, you know, we've talked about a lot of times we can feel as SLPs that everybody else has it together and their lessons are perfect and their students are perfect. I mean, our students are perfect, but um, that everything goes perfectly and our speech room is clean and lessons always go well. And that's not the reality. (laughs) So uh, we're each going to share a lesson gone wrong. And maybe you've had the same lesson gone wrong. Or maybe you can relate. And if you have your own lesson gone wrong, we would love to hear it. Go ahead and hop on over to our website. Contact us and share it. And we might just share it on the podcast.
1: So my lesson gone wrong is, is actually not a lesson it's a transition that went wrong i was transitioning from the speech room with the one student out to recess and typically the student will join the rest of of the class at recess and walked out the student went out to the play area there were other kids out there but the class was not out there yet but i could see that there were aids and kind of alerted one that the student was out there and then uh, needed to make some copies of a social story for that student to give to their teacher, went back into the building, copied, came back out, and just looked around to check where the student was, and they were no longer on the playground. Gone. So talk about panic attack, because uh, I felt responsible for that student still, so I booked it to the classroom, and sure enough, the student had gone there, but I just felt so scared and so responsible that I had somehow lost a student so it was just kind of a quick oh my gosh it was a big scare and uh, next time I will wait until I see the students classes out there because I know the teacher and the teacher's aide who are out there at recess know to look for this student in particular so that was just a scare on my part and I should have done better with the transition.
0: Wait so the student just ran back inside?
1: Well, actually, they ran across the whole campus to their classroom. To be with their fellow students. Mm, Yeah, to be in the classroom.
0: Oh, to To, avoid recess. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. So I've got also, uh, mine is definitely a lesson fail. I work a lot with uh, toddlers and preschoolers, and I was just so proud of myself for... um, having a lesson where all the manipulatives were like edible and, and allergen free. Um, and, uh, it was going to be great. Um, at least allergen free for my students. Of course. I don't know. There's always, you know, there's always going to be allergies, but I made, um, homemade salt dough. And then inside it, I hid different beans so kids could um, take them out and say like, I found this or I found that. Um, and, Then there was a water beads activity where it was a water bead sensory bin with um, like plastic fish inside. So again, I was feeling cool. I was feeling collected. I was feeling confident. I was like, even if kids put the salt dough or these beans in their mouth, they will not, you know, have an allergic reaction or choke and this will be great. So I got out the water beads, you know, after my successful salt dough lesson and, um, this is a typically developing just language disorder preschooler who I open the bin and he literally grabs with both hands, all of the water beads and shoves them into his mouth. Oh no. And I had this moment <laughs> oh, of no. just complete panic. <laughs> like, is he going to choke on the water beads? Is he going to like swallow the water beads? I mean, they're fine, but they're plastic coated, you uh-huh. know, and then you soak them in just tap water. Um, and he realized they weren't edible and spit them out. Oh, but it's, it's like, of course, it's the child that you're like, oh, he's fine. We've played with this before. Everything's going to go great. That just like shovels them into his mouth and you don't know if he's going to uh... swallow or spit them out. Um, so after that moment of panic, um, thankfully the water beads were spit out. And um, the nice thing about water beads is all you need is a tablespoon of dry beads and a half a gallon of water and you can make more because I did not reuse those water beads. So there's my lesson from <laughs> You never know what's going to happen in my speech room. Uh-huh. So there you have it. That's what we have uh, for you today. We've really missed these co-hosted shows mm-hmm. and I uh, hope you enjoy us kind of going back to our roots. If you like this episode, subscribe, leave us a podcast review wherever you listen to podcasts. And of course, we love seeing you shout us out on social media. And if you are listening to this episode as it posts, we wanted to give you a heads up that in July and August 2019, we'll be taking a podcasting break. We will be back in September 2019, and we are so excited for the awesome shows we have planned for the fall.
1: That's right. But we aren't on break yet. And next week, Sarah has an episode that was a listener-requested one, a pep talk, and information about imposter syndrome. This is a solo show, so I'll be just as excited as you all are to listen in and learn. So if you want to connect with us, you can visit our website, slphappyhour.com, or find us on social media as SLPHappyHour. Also, we have a Facebook group called SLP Happy Hour Crew, and we'd love to have you there. And in that space, we talk about work, life, and happiness in this profession. We hope you enjoyed the show and that this was a little slice of an SLP happy hour for you. We've enjoyed recording it. Thank you for listening. Until next time.